Welcome to the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast, where it is our goal to enable leaders to effectively engage and motivate their audience through written and verbal communication. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the Get Heard with Ian Roth podcast, where I've taken the High Hopes Initiative concepts and really narrowed them and drilled them down into what I'm passionate about the most and the topics to where I think I bring the most value to the table. And that is after a lot of brainstorming, talking with a lot of my awesome friends, colleagues and peers, is the art of not only leadership, but public speaking. And the best word that I can find to describe what I'm looking to do is the word rhetoric. So what does the word rhetoric mean? Well, Merriam-Webster defines the word rhetoric as the art of speaking or writing effectively. So when I've always thought of rhetoric, I just thought of it as speaking, straight up speaking, rhetoric, going back and forth with forth with someone. Someone may, might ask you a rhetorical question, but I never really considered the concept that it encompasses writing also. So to be an effective leader and to really engage with your audience, to motivate your audience, you need to be an artist with rhetoric. And the secondary definition is skill in the effective use of speech. So you need to not only be able to motivate people, but but how do you do that? And it's almost always through some sort of communication, the most prevalent one being verbal and the, the second most common one being writing. So you need to be a master. You need to really hone your art of speaking and writing effectively. So kind of doing some research into this and honest to goodness, I did not know that what I'm about to tell you is a thing. But when I stumbled upon it, I I like just something in my head just clicked and told me that this is what I'm meant to do. So if you're into ancient history like I am, kind of a nerdy thing, I know, but please don't judge me. There's this concept called the five canons of rhetoric, not a cannon like a cannonball, like a, a piece of artillery used during times of war, but a canon as in kind of a rule, a cornerstone, a pillar, or that's at least how I took this word canon uh, to be. So the, there are five, we'll say pillars or canons of rhetoric. And the first one is invention or the process of developing an argument. Arrangement is organizing these arguments for extreme effect. Style, determining how to present the arguments. Memory, the process of learning and memorizing the speech and persuasive messages and delivery. The gestures, pronunciation, tone, and pace used when presenting the persuasive arguments. So if if you were to think of some of the best leaders, the most charismatic leaders you've seen in your life, I would be willing to say that that man or woman has these five canons of rhetoric down very, very well and is very effective at the invention, arrangement, style, memory, and delivery of his or her message. So absolutely, I swear to God, again, I swear, I didn't know this was a thing, but I stumbled upon this on one of the rabbit holes on Google. I was going down one day and I found this and it was just like a confirmation. Yes, this is what I am meant to be doing and talking about. And, you know, I, I couldn't be more excited. And and here's why I'm so excited to be doing it. Do I think I'm the best public speaker in the world? No, absolutely not. But I think I'm pretty good at it. I think that I've become 
good at it by observing so many people delivering public speeches, speeches, my peers, um, just people on YouTube, people in, in public, people giving presentations. So I, I can tell you my passion for this topic comes from not only the civilian world, but the military world also where I see my peers giving presentations after presentations, we call them briefs in the military and they are just so bless their hearts, but they are just so terrible at delivering their message. Oftentimes these people are giving briefs to higher ranking service members, higher ranking officers in many cases. And it's like, you just want to kind of take the person aside and think of like, did you tell them, did you even practice or come up with some sort of order of what you wanted to get across and tell this person? Because sitting here as just a bystander or fly on the wall or in the audience, like I, I just, I have no idea what you're trying to tell this person. And, and I can tell you the, the Colonel who's sitting there receiving the brief from you is just as, and if not more lost than I am where you're with your message and has really no idea about, of what you're trying to tell him. So, um, I I've just seen so many people be so terrible at this and I have such a passion and have really, really studied, studied so hard at becoming better in this because it is so important with how you communicate just in your day-to-day -day life as a human being. But if you're a leader, it is what differentiate, differentiates a strong, memorable, influential leader from someone who is maybe just a manager or a leader by assigned title or something like that. So this rhetoric is just such a powerful thing and mastering these concepts, these five canons of rhetoric is going to make you such a more charismatic, better communicator. And if you master these things, and if you master these things, not only will you be a much more powerful communicator, but you'll be so much more self-confident about being in front of people and you will, that will show and people will, you will just be able to engage and and reach out and and kind of touch people as you're speaking so so much better than if you're standing up there in front of a group and you're nervous and you're shaking and you're stumbling over your thoughts and are just having such a hard time putting out your message so again this is i am just so passionate about this and i hope to give you guys some great tips some tricks some tools some things that i've used be a little vulnerable tell you some of the mistakes i've made in my past and some of the advice that I've gotten from mentors to improve my public speaking and presentation skills. And I just I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. And I really think by listening to this podcast, you're going to be a better, more confident, charismatic public speaker. And, you know, so many people, if you ask them what, what their greatest fear is in life, how many people do you know will say public speaking? I can tell you, I know a heck of a lot of people whose greatest fear is public speaking. So we're going to get you out of that category. We're going to get you into the category where you just can't wait for the opportunity to go up in front of a group, present something, talk, and you'll just be able to gauge the room. You'll be able to interact with your audience and you will just be putting out such clear, concise messages, answer questions, and you, you will leave that presentation, that public speaking event comfortable and just so happy and excited at the outcome of the event.
so kind of getting into the history of of this of public speaking and rhetoric believe it or not back in ancient times before there was internet all this social media tv all this cool stuff that distracts us and in a sense makes us dumber and horror communicators sending text messages using letters as words all these goofy exclamation points pound signs punctuation incorrectly people would like just go into a public square and start talking about something to a group and a large group would gather and arguments would be presented arguments would be brought up for and against the argument and people would have intelligent conversations about things isn't that crazy that was like the big thing that you would do on the weekend so you would like hey mom what you know your mom asked you hey what are you doing this weekend and well well, I'm going to go down to the town plaza and I'm just going to get in a very strong-willed debate with someone. I have my facts I'm excited to present and I think I'll win this debate. Nobody does that anymore. What are you doing this weekend, Ian? I'm going to play video games and, and stuff popcorn in my face and, and be a slob. Oh, okay, great. That's, you're on par with everybody else nowadays. No, I mean, this was just such a different time and the the people back then, I mean, some of the greatest thinkers to ever live on this earth. Plato is one of them. Uh, Aristotle was one of them. Um, Cicero, perhaps the most famous orator in ancient Rome, did things just like that. And that's how we really advanced forward as a society. That's how people learned knowledge and knowledge was created and shared among a population and group of people. So really used to be a big deal and just look where we are today and how that's kind of no longer the case and you could one could say that society has decayed a little because that is no longer the case so i challenge you if you're bored and you're a nerd and want to look up something on the internet besides what your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend's doing on facebook with uh, his or her life nowadays google aristotle google cicero google plato you will find some good stuff. And if this public speaking, charisma, rhetoric thing is something you're interested in and becoming better at and growing as a person with, Google those folks and you know, you'll learn some stuff and it'll start getting the gears moving in the brain a little bit. And again, it just starts that kind of process of self-education and in order to get better at something and to make a change, you have to want to get better at something and make a change. So starting that process in motion. So you can ask yourself, why is this important? You know, I, I give briefs, I give briefs all the time. I do these public speaking things, presentations at work all the time. And you know, I, I don't have a problem with them. I think I'm good at them. And if you think that you're good at them, I challenge you to do two things. The first thing is ask a peer or a friend who will be honest with you about how that presentation went. Take his or her feedback. Hopefully he's honest and tells you if you're good or bad, gives you some objective feedback as to what you said or didn't say or things you did or did not do. So do that. And then I challenge you, thing number two, when you're giving a presentation, videotape yourself doing the presentation. If you don't have a camera or you're not able to do that, 
get something on your phone that records audio and just kind of shove it in your pocket while you're talking. Uh, hit start before you go up to, to the podium or the center of the room. Hit record. And then listen to yourself when you complete that speaking engagement. And I can tell you what, there is nothing more honest and more humbling than listening to, listening to yourself talk for an extended period of time in front of a group of people because you are doing things subconsciously that you have absolutely no idea you're doing. You will, listen, you will hear things and have no idea how you sound to other people. I'll tell you, one of my very good friends would give a presentation every morning and I counted the number of times that he said, um, what time in a four minute spiel to um, a commanding officer. And he said, um, in four minutes, 32 times. I kid you not 32 times. And I asked him if he thought he said, um, how many times he did. Yeah, you know, I did. I probably said like four or five times. No, man, 32 times in four minutes. Do you know how many ums per second that is? I don't have my calculator out, but I mean, just do the math on that. That is, how are you doing? Um, I'm so-and-so. Um, I mean, but people do that. Now, now that you're aware that that happens, when you hear people talking, listen for these things or listen for when they say like, um, like, uh, He's like, uh, she's like, then I'm going to like people do this stuff and sure they're getting their message across and they're communicating with you, but they're not doing it efficiently or effectively. And quite honestly, you can sometimes sound like a moron if you talk like that. It's just so true. If someone is saying, um, every other word, I automatically start drawing some conclusions about that person in my brain. Whether it's right or wrong, the person can be very, very highly educated, but the way someone speaks, and even as important, the way someone writes emails, letters, even text messages, makes me automatically draw conclusions on that person as to whether he or she is trustworthy, reliable, competent, it, it just does because how we communicate tells people so much about ourselves, perhaps more than how we look. I mean, looks not, you know, you can't judge every book by its cover. So, you know, you see someone and you're looking at the cover. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with the next, uh, I'm going to hold my judgment for the next opportunity. I can judge something on this person. And then the person opens his mouth. And you just kind of have that the face in, in palm moment, like, oh my gosh, I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt here, guy, but you sound and you just speak like you are just a moron. So I can't trust you. I can't listen to anything you say. And you're just completely not a credible person. And take it for what it's worth. A person might have a PhD in physics and have traveled to the moon. But if, if the person is talking to me and sounds like, you know, can't, cannot form somewhat grammatically correct English sentences or whatever language you're using, not just English, but here in the U.S. we'll say English, I'm going to make some judgments and uh, that benefit of the doubt I gave that person is only going to go so far at the beginning. So again, that's why this is so important, how we come across in our communication, verbal and writing is so freaking important. And we not only have to be good at it, we have to be 
excellent at it. And being excellent at it is going to set us apart from other people. It's going to make us the outstanding communicators that we as humans were meant to be. And it's going to be able to allow us to inspire people, to motivate people, and to be the leaders that we truly can be inside. So thank you so much for checking out this episode. I am so excited to have you on this journey. I hope you can tell the passion that I have for this. We're going to be talking about some great stuff. I, I really honestly could not be more excited. This is going to be great. You might hear that I have like a raspy voice today. It, I'm fighting this cold. So um, bear with me. The, the audio quality of this podcast is going to be a lot better than this episode. So do not take this episode as the standard for the audio quality. Again, will be better on episode two, I promise. Take my word for it. But thank you so much for checking out this episode. I hope to see you next time. And until then, engage, communicate, and motivate. See you next time.